0: Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street.
2: Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl here with Jim Kramer, David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Futures look to add a touch more to Tuesday's melt-up as Goldman wraps up the big banks. We head into mega cap tech tonight with Netflix and Tesla. UK inflation is a relief and yields are lower as housing misses as well. Our roadmap begins with the markets, though. Major indices hitting their highest levels in more than a year. Traders closely watching corporate results. Goldman with a revenue beat.
0: Plus, the FTC and the Department of Justice announced those long-awaited new guidelines on how those... Uh, enforcers will go about enforcing uh, merger law. Meantime, Microsoft Activision, they extend their deal uh, until October. We'll have more on that. How about Carvana shares surging? The company reaching a deal to cut its debt by more than a billion dollars.
2: Let's get to Goldman though. Uh, joining the bank earnings parade. A lot to dig in here, uh, Jim, including uh, return on equity, which is maybe the one among the lowest of the group this year. Yeah, is. but
3: there are some specifics uh, that actually drove it down, including the uh, right the green sky issue. Uh, I would say the ultimate uh, issue with Goldman Sachs is they're not as bullish as Morgan Stanley was about the green shoots, even though they have a deal, a pharmacy. Uh, by the way, it's a cosmetic deal out of out of Israel that's profitable, and they think that's an arbinger. They're seeing good uh, IPO pipeline, right? And let's not forget, if they go wealth management, the margins are going to be much higher, and that's where they're headed. I I, I regard the quarter. If the stock went up. Big yesterday. It'll be fine.
0: You have to regard this quarter as a one-off, don't you? Look at this return on tangible yeah, equity. Yeah, but they
3: had to Horrible. take. They had to take. They're take, They're getting out of a lot of stuff. Right. The, it the, the
0: green sky. Yeah. Green sky that was, was bad. Was six hundred and seventy million. Yeah, listen, not positive. Right? I think yeah, it's um, not a positive. Roughly, suboptimal.
3: It is suboptimal. Right.
0: So you're not concerned overall? No, I because mean, I, I
3: keep seeing him whether now we're going to have the. the There's some new merger guidelines that I think are just as answers for these guys. Well, we're going to get to that. but but But, No, but I I think I mean, an
0: annualized return on equity is still only running at 7.8%. I think that they can have a higher one. I
3: think that they have made a commitment with Green Sky. I think that everything is for sale. Uh, It's difficult to sell the Apple deal they have because Apple has to go along with it. That matters. They have some real estate that they have to get rid of. But the fact is they're going back to the roots. And the roots is a very profitable business. You have IPO, you'll have MA, you'll have wealth management, you'll have some fixed income trading. Very possible. Mm-hmm. So that's all happening, and that's, but that's why the stock is up. We can't forget this group has moved dramatically. Goldman moved with Morgan Stanley. Now, I don't know if anyone listened to Gorman yesterday, but it was a Happy Days Are Here Again the interview in terms of the cadence of how things were going.
2: Uh, he did say, Gotta have a plan uh, right. as, as deals become available. KRE up four. Yesterday uh, got some attention. Got an upgrade to Schwab today, or now at least Goldman or JP Morgan adding it to the focus list. Well,
3: the sky was not falling. Uh, it, everything that Schwab told us, which is that they have this bank business that's not that important, uh, came true. They were totally straightforward. Uh, I do think that we've had an amazing run in banks, including banks like PNC that didn't even do that well, whose stock opened down and then reversed. A very positive, uh, very positive action. But David, I don't want to be. I, I don't want to go by the action. What I see is I need to know IPOs, I think they're better. I need to know m and I think they're worse.
0: You think, what do you think about M&A, sorry? Worse. Worse. No, I, I hear the opposite. I hear it's going to be. You do? Yeah, I think it's going to be better. I think that that's wishful. I I, no, I don't think so. I'll go with me on M&A versus you. you. go with you?
2: Yeah. Well, sorry, no there offense. you go. I'll always bet on yourself. Geez, now yeah. that's really interesting. I'm going
3: to bet on what I hear and who I speak to. Well, so, I, yeah. would, I was going to bet on myself and then it turns out that Jeopardy took care of it. <laughs> Je- <laughs> That was we're going to get to that. I hope we have. Uh, look, a call. I, re- I read the Department of Justice's. Well, well hold uh, on. I want to show this right now. In the a yeah, right now.
0: Well, because it, it, it leads into oh, a market conversation. I
3: can't get through the door.
0: Jeopardy last night. My partner right here was a clue. Take a listen.
3: Abbreviated 800. The answer there is the Daily Double. You can move into a tie for the lead, David. You only live once. Uh, true Daily Double. All right. Here's your clue in an abbreviated
2: category. Fang, coined in 2017 by Jim Cramer to denote five top tech companies at the time.
3: Uh, what is Facebook, Apple, Amazon, uh, Netflix, and Google? You got all five. Correct. You're tied for the lead. Well, there you go. Well done, David. And Magnificent Seven's on tonight. It'll be a very easy one. Much easier because I have to over again. Now, look, I mean, I, I will say, can I just say that w- when you look at how this group is done, every day you come in and there's something new, it, every day, and Netflix will be great. And we all know Netflix will be great. We do? Wait, uh, when uh, it reports earnings, it's going to be it's great? Cl- it doesn't matter. They're going to say it's great. Look, Amazon, Whoa. there's absolutely...
0: Come on, Jim. You know, if Netflix reports sub... A sub number. Oh, that's they love it off. so
3: much. That's oh, oh so you're going to now. Get into a mode. I'm just saying. Which actually does
0: tend to move a lot after earnings, one way or the other, if if history's any guide. And so there's
3: winners and there's losers this year. Like for instance, you want a real loser, Disney. You want a real winner, Netflix. Netflix says they have all the capital in the world. They can deli- They can go anywhere to develop great great product. You know, David, they can tell a positive story. Oh, right? the, the but real, the lapdogs of Wall Street, The real lap discussion dolls. with
2: Netflix is the split between what the buy side and the sell side think about subs. Right, that, that's where, and we, we, we've seen some cautious commentary, Evergore. No, there has for, been, yeah. but if you look
3: at the action in FANG, okay, I mean, you know, Amazon Web Services is not, is not confirming to me that the fourth quarter is going to be a pivot and AWS is going to be good for Amazon. No one's confirming that to me. Alphabet, no one's confirming to me that they have great uh, chat GPT, like we saw unbelievable with, uh, yesterday with Microsoft, with wow. Copilot. That was something. That, was that move in the stock based on the
0: $30 a month. That's unbelievable. That's, that's billions. Yeah. It, yeah, uh, A lot of billions. 6% on a 2.5 trillion. Where, I don't even know where the market value uh, it is It actually right moved the yeah. needle. Uh, yeah, that moves the needle. And we're going to all have to take it. I'm going to take it. That moves the needle. When you got a 2 point, let's call it 2.5 trillion, it goes to 2.6, 2.7. That, that, that was the on most... That,
3: That was the most significant piece of news yesterday. And I don't want to lose sight of that because, you know, we're all trying to figure out whether AI is going to make anybody any money. And well, it's not Microsoft, by the way, There, guys. Man, I I, I tried that. No one bought into Mana. No. It didn't work. It didn't have any resonance. Not like the Magnificent Seven. That's got just total pickup.
2: Although if you look at, let's say, take the top eight, Jim, you're still looking at a third of the S&P. I mean, the concentration remains pretty elevated here. But the concentration has been joyous. It's been fabulous. I can give you enterprise software
3: companies are doing pretty well. I mean, MongoDB's up 20 every day. ServiceNow is going to be obvious blowout. I mean, can we just, like, say, are you kidding me? I mean, ServiceNow reported a blowout yesterday. It was like, oh, no, I hasn't reported yet. I mean, what I'm saying, David, yes, is that we are in a mode. A Salesforce, initial, they, they announced their Einstein chat formation. David, I'm taking numbers up.
0: Okay. But I still want to come back to this idea that regardless of what Netflix says, you somehow think the stock
3: is going to continue to go up. That seems a bit of hyperbole if you... Well, what I'm saying is is that this notion of a couple of stocks that have now, where you found a reason to like them no matter what, is a new thing. All right. But they're going to have to give you more of a reason to like it after the close, aren't they? Uh, Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, it all started with NVIDIA. It started with NVIDIA. With just the, when Kathy Wood sold Nvidia. No, what happened? Massa's son sold Nvidia. Oh man, wishes he
0: hadn't done that. Mr. AI himself, they owned a lot of Nvidia at SoftBank and then they sold it all. David, it was just another
3: checkbox AI. I mean, look, Mm. the people who are supposed to know tech best bailed on Nvidia. And Nvidia is the reason why Microsoft can rate, that that product is based on it, totally on Nvidia. Meta's products are based on NVIDIA. Uh, when you see what Salesforce is doing, it's based on NVIDIA. Uh, ServiceNow is based on NVIDIA. Cadence, their numbers are based on NVIDIA. I mean, there's a lot of companies. Right. I, look, I don't want to be all over the map. I'm just saying that you have a couple of charmed stocks here. You do. And that all I'm saying is that they're charmed. They're charmed. They're charmed. And until I, they're not. What, right. But right what now, what changes it?
0: What What is the What changes the sentiment?
3: I think that historically what's changed it it, is not that one of them disappoints. It's that we get inflation data that says it doesn't matter. But, you know, we got U.K. inflation data this morning. Now, it's great that we ran a feed out of U.K. this morning. It's really terrific on the 5 a.m. And they are just cheering a level of
2: inflation that's laughable in this country. Our inflation is so fabulous in this country. Well, I mean, it's it's all relative. But oh. when you're under eight year on year for the first time in a year, uh, you're going to celebrate it. How about Canada yesterday at two eight?
3: Well, oh, Canada. Yeah, Canada's uh, you know doing okay thinking about what they did with their defense budget, which I thought was terrible. Why would but, they? I didn't even see Everybody that. Somebody said that, well, I mean, the defense budget in a time when we're in a war, a land yeah. war, and I yeah. say war because it's on the side of Ukraine, they're focused on diversity. I really think diversity is important. we are talking about but, Canada now. Yeah, but I think they should be focused on boosting their NATO percentage. I think they should be focused on putting out the darn fire.
2: Uh, this is unlikely to happen until October, at the earliest sunset. Well, we can go there.
3: Uh, I just—I mean, every day
2: we no, see signs
3: of it here. No,
2: look, I, I, it is—it's this
3: group bottom, the group that we're talking about. Okay. When we feel inflation peaked, it's more of a—it's yeah. more of a macro play. Okay. All right. What? No. No what? I it's said more all right. of a macro play. Well, I mean, you asked me what could drive it down. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? What could drive it down is Jensen Wong saying it's a giant phony. Okay. What am I supposed to that would, say to you? That'd be a bad day. That, that, Andy Jassy comes on and says, "Do you guys know anything?" Of course, we're doing badly. Is that you want that? No, no. Apple. Tim Cooks comes out and says, "Boy, that we stopped selling the 14." I mean, no. I. It's just. It's all people, been a hallucination. They could all say yes. Yeah, no, right. no, no, David. It's based on interest rates. When I mean, interest rates peaked, everyone um, fell. in the, And enterprise software. I mean, you want to go MongoDB? I'll go MongoDB. I will go data dog. I'll go toe This to was toe your with you last on night, a, right? Yeah, I mean. These companies, has anyone noticed these companies have all doubled? David?
0: MongoDB? MongoDB. It's on fire. All I ever think about is Alex Karras and Blazing Saddles when you
3: say Mongo to me. Sorry. I can't help it. Do you know that if you've been running Jeopardy, all the questions will be about Aaron Rodgers? (laughs) By the way, it should have been me asking that question. What can
0: I tell you? Life's not fair always. You know, you got to live with it. A little there, a little belchmer. I was very proud of you, though, that you got... Uh, there, yeah. There oh, I, yeah. my God. Yeah, you was, look so great. How many years day. ago was that? That was. I think that was three years ago. Was at it this really? Point.
3: I think you it was crush maybe two. Yeah, it was three, right? What would you have used? Would you have made mine a daily double? Maybe you would just make it like... I would have known, you know, I would have put real feeling into that, uh, that question, that answer when I read it. That's what I wanted to hear. Real feeling. That's what I wanted Given. to hear. I wanted to... I wonder, some camaraderie, because I was thinking that this is just another day where you're going to tear me down. No, maybe, maybe I only bring tear me you down back. to build you back up again.
0: Come on. Yeah.
3: All right, well, build me back up next block, because I
0: know we, we got, have to go. Carl, we got so much to cover. There's a lot
2: of news, guys. Wow. Uh, we'll get to some calls on Cisco. There's news on AT&T, obviously, FTC, DOJ, uh, a lot more on Microsoft, Activision, futures steady after the Dow's seven-day win streak. And that looks to continue this morning. Squawk on the streets back in a minute.
0: Let's move on to uh, regulation, certainly regulation of mergers in the digital age. This morning, the Federal Trade Commission and the Department of Justice are out with a draft update of what they call their merger guidelines. And both agencies say 13 of them explain how they identify potentially, uh, well, illegal mergers. And they're aimed at protecting competition, they say, in the modern economy. One of the guidelines is, quote, When a merger involves a multi-sided platform, the agencies examine competition between platforms on a platform or to displace a platform. Here's Assistant Attorney General for Antitrust, Jonathan Canner on Squawk Box, explaining a bit of what that means a short time ago.
2: I can't comment any specific case, but we we have great faith in our court system, and it's there for a reason. We have the burden to bring cases before courts and convince courts that a merger may substantially lessen competition or tend to create a monopoly, and that's exactly why we've constructed these guidelines to uh, to build around the same precedents that courts are applying. To us, that is the best way to be faithful to the law.
0: Of course, the question continues to be, you can bring the guidelines, you can Say you're being faithful to the law, Jim, but it doesn't mean that a court and a judge are not going to see the law perhaps in a bit of a different way. And we certainly saw that in the case of the FTC versus Microsoft, where that was completely thrown out by Judge Corley, and even the Ninth District was unwilling to give them a stay in terms of their potential appeal.
3: And to be fair, Bobby Kotick has been saying the same thing all all along. He's been saying that that when they get to court, the truth will out. Now, David... Page 18 and page 28 of this document are rather extraordinary. Uh, This is the document with Lena Kahn and Attorney attorney General Cantor. Number seven, mergers should not entrench or extend a dominant position. I cannot think of a single merger that's ever been done in our history of our nation that did not try to entrench or extend a dominant dominant position. On page 28, mergers should not otherwise substantially lessen competition. I cannot think of one that wouldn't lessen competition. And why I think that, David, the reason is I don't think that they think that vertical acquisitions are any better than horizontal. And that's the big change. We have historically in this country felt that vertical acquisitions should be blessed. This is the end of the vertical acquisition blessing. That's what I think is the big news
0: here. I think that's an important point. I think it's something the FTC we know and the DOJ have already been focused on in terms of the actions that they brought uh, or even when it comes to the second requests for information and things of that nature. So yeah. and that would be. They don't see it as you point out. When two competitors in the same area are getting together, that has typically been a concern. But here, we're talking more about: you have not, this company has nothing to do with what you do in your
3: business, and right. yet they believe and, and I that it would. What, right. But this is very, competition. Ha- there wasn't discussed enough. I think this is a very 21st century way to look at mergers. And you go back to the Google deal, where Google bought DoubleClick. That was vertical, and yet it turned out to be horizontal once you got into the development of the web. So this is a very sophisticated analysis of what can happen,
2: why you need to block vertical deals. The other issue is, um, I mean, a a lot's been made at the pace with which this administration is getting federal judges approved. Uh, And will there be a point at which some element of judiciary begins to agree uh, with this sort of policy framework?
3: Well, I think that there's a, a possibility that everything could be looked through a prism of let's take the cloud. Okay, we didn't really know the cloud before, so suddenly we have the cloud. Chat yep. GPT. When you don't know what those could ultimately look like, you should veto, because you don't know whether in the end these are going to be used to be able to come up with anopoly that you never dreamed of. And what's most interesting is is that it would block Amazon. It would block everything in Amazon.
2: So, are, do you does this undo any of the? Notion we got a couple weeks ago that there was more clarity on, on M&A regulation?
3: No, now there's total clarity. Don't bring any deals. Really? The, just,
2: just forget about this it. This explains why you and David see a split.
3: Right, and In what the they case. ought to do, I mean, there's, I mean most, yeah. of these, uh, most of the advisors say, listen, there's an 80% chance it'll pass. They should now say there's a 20% chance. Listen, if it, I were advising M&A, it, I, I, I would admit It's designed to chill things, as is
0: everything they've been doing so far. It's designed to keep companies from, oh. from moving. That said, companies are now... Starting to move, regardless. I know. And Jim. when I talk to them, they th- are going to do things, and they are going to be unafraid. I think, well, to some extent, of of taking them on if they
3: have to. Because Microsoft showed you that it may not have any clothes. Well, that's right, and that's but, a key point. The seminal um, case here is not this. The seminal case is the Assistant Attorney General's case against Alphabet, because right. what that says is, look, you never thought that what they've been buying would turn out to be creating them a monopoly in advertising, but when they put them all together, they have one. And that that should never have been blessed. Um, Guys, uh,
0: real quick on Microsoft Activision. We did get an extension of the merger agreement until the middle of October. The expectation is, from what I'm hearing, they're going to get this thing done as soon as the next, let's call it, 45 days in the U.K. Uh, If, in fact, it goes past August 29th, the reverse termination fee increases by half a billion. And if it goes another month after that, it increases by or even less. Another 15 days, it goes up by another... Billion to four and a half billion. That is the break fee reverse break fee. Uh, they do get 99 cents. Activision to pay. You can see what's going on there. But it's all about that. Um, Bobby Kotick going to join me um, next hour right here at the New York
3: Stock I Exchange. I tried to promote that twice during he's this block coming, and you wouldn't take the bait. He's I was, coming it was down, a segue to He's on his way. It was the biggest win of anybody this guest twice I've tried to give we'll you a talk about promote.
0: the quarter we'll talk about the decisions he's made obviously to extend the merger agreement and the consideration he
3: got for doing that so it will be very big because everybody this morning was asking what's really going to happen you have it congratulations
2: thank you thank you it's good it's all right we'll take it yeah there's a lot of people on the move uh, this morning a lot trying, of moving parts to Holy cow. We
0: got other things potentially we can't even tell you about. Oh, I got stuff you'll just blow your socks on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a secret. We'll get Kramer's mad dash and count down to the opening bell uh, as the Bulls look to hold on to the football today. Take a look at the pre-market. Squawk on the streets back in a moment.
1: Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com.
2: Goldman's desk says some of the most pronounced flows yesterday were covering beaten up telecom like Verizon And AT&T in the leader position this morning pre-market. Got a bunch of news on some of this uh, lead sheath cable. Another downgrade this time from Argus. We'll talk about all of that. Get the opening bell in a few moments. And don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. All right, we got it.
3: We, I know, I know. I'm just, just already out of breath
2: here. We've got two out. and a half
0: uh, minutes before we get to an opening bell. we got a lot of news to get into. The next 30 minutes are going to be jam-packed.
3: Let's hit uh, let's hit Vertex, though, for the mad dash. You know, when Lilly came out with Alzheimer's, everyone got very excited. And then they came out with Mujarno, which for weight and yep. diabetes. And then people went nuts. Okay, Vertex. They have an unbelievable cystic fibrosis franchise, second to none. They've done remarkable things. But they, David, have a pa- non-opioid pain innovation. Now, you know that the holy grail would be a way to be able to stop pain without addiction. We do not have that right no. now. Vertex may have it. David, I can't tell you how much this is worth, but Lorraine says it's worth more than $5 billion. I think that's very conservative because if we could find something that does not promote addiction, that's against pain, well, David, that's the holy grail of medical.
0: It I mean, would, of course. Let's not forget. There was a company that said its
3: opioid did not promote addiction, and that was a lie. But you see, they were liars. Yes. And uh, there's a dope sick unveiled that, and Purdue is a disgrace, and I'm so glad that their name has been taken down from every every place that I've ever been to of any renown in the Northeast, including my my alma mater. Sadly, we still have
0: a crisis in
3: our country. Right, when it comes to fentanyl. We just but love this. But three hundred people dying every day. Well, that's why I, I think this is important because if they have it, it's never been found. Then maybe there's some longer-term hope for people with tremendous pain. So I pass it on as being something that, in this news flow, is going to be overlooked and shouldn't be. It's terrific if it's true. Okay. Um, so you see that? I mean, I know we so much news. Yeah. By but, the way. This is a ninety-two billion
0: dollar company, no, Jim.
3: Because the CFF I mean, quietly—it's bigger than City. What they've done for cystic <laughs> fibrosis is incredible. It's as big I as at t I told you City was irrelevant. Yeah, no, and, and it's as big as at t Carl, which we will get to
0: in
2: a moment. Yep. Stock is going to be up. Futures have been uh, steadily climbing as we've gotten through the morning. Uh, we mentioned housing starts were a miss, and with that, the two-year got down to four-seven or so. Uh, Ten-year, 373, uh, adding a little more fuel to the bullish narrative uh, as this rally continues. Wait. We need more hope. We, we need more hope. Let's get that opening bell on the CNBC real-time exchange. And the Big Board of Physicians Realty Trust celebrating its 10th listing anniversary. Board chairman Tommy Thompson, former HHS secretary, oh, governor of Wisconsin, doing the honors. At the NASDAQ, it is beauty company Oddity celebrating its IPO today. Oddity is very important
3: because that's part of the repertoire of what Goldman Sachs says could be the green green shoots, a deal. By the way, profitable company, profitable company, Israeli company. Yeah. uh, And I suspect it will be like Kava, very well received. And this is the beginning. The real green shoots are not M&A, although I know that people are gearing up to M&A. I think the green shoots are IPO. I like to bring, just, you know, we, we run an investment club. And I talk about the good ones, which is terrific. I want to talk about a bad one. I invested for the club in Johnson & Johnson. I believed them when they told me that the legal cases they had, uh, they have a leg up on. I believed them that they felt they had a leg up on an $18 million case in uh, Alameda. Uh, I was, uh, I, let's say I was ill-advised to believe them. They lost. Uh, when I talked to plaintiff's lawyers, they were laughing at me for thinking that J&J had any case at all. And this is what I talked about yesterday, which is the notion of, what, of the truth being an abstraction. They lost. I think it's going to hurt them in their ability to be able to bundle cases and pay off the plaintiff's bar. They would disagree with that. They disagree with everything I've said. Why? Because they're hopeful. And I think that there is no place for hope. When it comes to the plaintiffs bar and finding things that might have killed people. Yeah.
0: And David, that's why I bring up AT. No, I know. Listen, JJ shares are down less than 1% right now, but to your point, the stock it's has early. done nothing for quite some time. It's down 8% this How year. How Awful. Um, and there's a look at AT. The shares are up. If you haven't seen it, the company basically responding uh, in a voluminous filing uh, in the Eastern District of California, U.S. District Court there, where they were dealing with litigation having to do with these lead wrap cables um, and there's a number of different developments. First of all, they claim the journal's reporting on lead-clad cables depends primarily, if not exclusively, on environmental testing that according to its reporters was commissioned by the journal. They say the journal's uh, sampling was not performed by disinterested objective experts but by individuals with clear agendas and conflicts of interest. Some, they say, even the same individuals who prompted the plaintiff in this particular case, they were going to remediate some cables around Lake Tahoe, I believe it was. They're choosing yes. not to. They're going to keep them in the ground and see what actually the impact is, and try and figure out the environmental impact. They go on from there, Jim, to sort of uh, in a in in an uh, addition to the filing. Um, Talking about, well, not just their issues they have, they say with the journal's reporting and their failure to disclose, relying on testing they say was funded by advocacy organizations. The journal, by the way, denies that uh, in their own uh, story, that story right there. And then we're starting to get to some estimates. JP Morgan's out. Uh, anal- analysis of removal costs for these uh, lead-clad pipes. Aerial under- underwater cables, that could be two to four billion. And if they go underground, that adds another four and a half to nine. So it could get up there in terms of potential um, cost. But they're quantifying the cost at AT AT&T. Verizon doing the same, much smaller footprint for Verizon. Remember, it's AT&T that has by far the largest single footprint, given its predecessor companies. Um, And there you can see a nice move in both stocks higher. They have been punished of late. But Jim, you raised J&J as perhaps analogous and one reason why these stocks have been down so much, despite really what, frankly, is a lack of any significant information in terms of understanding their liability or even the environmental degradation that is coming along with these lead clad cables.
3: You're absolutely right. And I want to make this really important point. Everything you said was true, and it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. They can sit there and tell you that the liability is this, the liability is that. Look at these cases that are being brought. I mean, Alex Gorski came on. He came on Mad Money and basically said, look, there is no there is no asbestos and talc, right? $8.9 billion later that they offer, in addition to how many billions they paid, and they're still saying the same song and dance. And I went and st- stupidly believed them. Okay. I get it. I went to law school to get stupid a little upset. Do you still own J&J
0: in your, in your investment club?
3: I admit to owning j and I admit it to being... Well, when, a, What makes you sell something? You're allowed to do that, aren't you? Yes. Um, I believe J&J is a great American company. I believe they'll see through this. Okay. Um, I am just saying that they need to be a little more realistic in what they say because I am telling them that they have a judge that they if they don't get this deal, this $18.9 billion segment, they got a judge that it goes to, okay? And it's Judge Ambro. And they will lose there too. Because D- Judge Ambro is against this. And what I'm saying is, is that when you have to, this is my point. When you're when you're you have a great company and it's in the hands of a court, the courts are not favorable to rich American companies who claim that they have that they could be hurt very badly. They're not. Look at 3M. Look at what happened. 3M, my dad worked for 3M. He sold and he sold scotch tape. And he'd be rolling over in his grave about this
2: stuff. Well, I mean, I was just thinking about 3M, J&J, T, old blue chip names yeah. that we used to talk about, widows and orphans, high dividend yields, all widows. wrapped up in the same kind of dynamic. We
3: talked about doing that for mad money. What do the widows and orphans do with rising and ATT? And I think that J&J's got a better balance sheet, okay? He's got a AAA balance sheet. Uh, but I think that people have to recognize that once the plaintiffs' bar senses a win, if they can get a win, they can recruit clients. David, yeah. Do you remember Roundup?
0: Yes, of course I do. Of course I do. Led to one of the worst deals of all time. Right, Santos sale.
3: Uh, yeah. So J and J, I stick with it. I mean, look, it's something. This is not what matters. They have to. They have to win in this giant bankruptcy case. But yeah. what I'm saying is, is that. A lot of the plaintiffs' part already came out today and said, if you can get $18 million for someone where it's not that great a case, well, then don't be part of this giant settlement that J&J is offering. Um, and j and J's not going to say that. They're going to say, this is fine. Right.
0: Monsanto obviously sold to Bayer. They're kind of past it. Let's, guys, we've got to move on. We've got so many other things to hit. Can we start? I'm can sorry. We, I, just, I, we got, do, I was a uh, little agitated there. You can raised we, the question. Why shouldn't I have sold it?
3: And the answer is, is that I still believe in J&J, but... I think that you're, uh, you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm listening uh, to you. And I think you offer a very good perspective. That's all. Hey, all right. Thank you.
0: Um, all right. Real quick programming note, because uh, we've talked a lot about these merger guidelines. Uh, Lena Khan, the uh, chair of the FTC, will be joining us in the next hour uh, on uh, Squawk on the Street. Looking forward to having her. Uh, as uh, Jonathan Canner obviously already appeared on CNBC earlier on Squawk Box discussing these new merger guidelines, we will discuss those with her and, of course, any number of other things. Uh, guys, we've got to hit Carvana. Stock um, oh, yeah. had been up as much as 40%, now up 22%. They, um, essentially, they restructure a lot of their debt, um, and they have reduced their cash interest expense significantly uh, as a result of that. You've got Apollo, obviously, one of the larger creditors there that's agreed to this. So they reduced their total outstanding debt by $1.2 billion. They retire about 80% of their notes that were due in 25 and 27. They lower their interest expense by 400 million, and all unsecured notes as a result now are being exchanged for new first lien debt that's secured by Carvana assets, and everybody loves it. Remember, we had this company close to death a number of times. They have pulled themselves
3: out. They are no longer even mostly dead. They're quite alive, Jim. Now not only are they quite alive, uh, and I do just so you know, to flesh this story out, I have Mr. Garcia on tonight, because I think that this is a rather remarkable thing that he's done. But what, and Ernie Garcia, David uh, people thought this company was over, OK? And if you look at where the stock traded, it traded at three dollars in December. But what, what happened here is that the meme, the meme people seized it, and they took it higher. There's 43% short. Okay, so people are betting this. This is, this is GameStop number two, right? Except for Gar- Garcia, actually took advantage. He's just 35 million shares. Right. There's a new share issuance.
0: That's a key new thing. New sheriff. Um, absolutely right. So there's a notes exchange, and that reduces the indebtedness overall, right. which obviously has the effect as well of reducing their interest expense, which is a big drain on the company. Uh, and which so means per that's car. That's very helpful. It hurt
3: them $2,000 per car. That that. Right. going to be phased out and their model might work again is it, how's the core business doing better than expected okay and what i like about this is that this is a company that basically store you know looked at the uh look, looked down the gun barrel stayed in the game did the deal with apollo managed to cut out some of the higher debt and then david comes out smelling like a rose because now the shorts have to cover the 35 million because the short case just went away and by the way, they are humble. This is not like the old Garcia, where he would be on and, like, talking about the vending machines, like Moscow yeah. Soda. No, they are humble and they are smart. Worth mentioning Apollo's uh, um,
0: here because they were obviously a significant part of this restructuring. And Apollo itself is a stock, all-time high. Stocks up 56%. Talking about a $47 billion market value now on Apollo. Blackstone all These all-time alternative high, asset managers are are such a huge player in our capital markets these days. And here's
3: what I would say about these Um, guys. They all own pieces of paper. They all own companies that can come public. And that is why I'm so bullish about Goldman Sachs and bullish about Morgan Stanley. These private equity companies have not brought public a lot of what
0: they mean, Listen, they come up in so many different ways. It's so bullish. If, you know, Iger does move ahead and sell ABC, for example, these guys own a bunch of media assets, Onos. just threw out something. Yeah, I'll throw out lots of stuff. No, no. Um, you want to talk, what do you want to talk? We got, um, we got VMware doing. getting approved by the CMA. That was very important. Uh, that stock is up sharply as we've well. We've got this uh, bubbling up Remember, of retail the stocks. Remember CMA, the UK dead. regulator we've talked about for the last, I don't even know how long when it comes to Activision's ability to actually get sold to Microsoft. Well, the CMA was reviewing Broadcom's acquisition of VMware uh... they said okay they said okay maybe the maybe, maybe microsoft helped them there a little World bit shouldn't be down that's a great
3: situation still right. have the FTC, they're very much involved it's,
0: still they, have the ftc to go here uh, market. still have china and it's possible the ftc might sue lena khan who will join us later i doubt we'll have much to say about that but maybe we'll ask but um, so it's not done yet not done yet but certainly a positive sign
3: for vmware holders including Michael Dell. Right, yeah. Right. David, we have not talked about Constellation yet. And I think that it. this is a deal where, by the way, Bill Newlands, excellent CEO of Constellation, has come about and made it so that they have added two board members, two very smart board members added by Elliott Group. They want more direction. They want a little bit more financial discipline. And they want money spent on the brands that are doing well. There's been some money printed away on uh, Canopy. That was very unfortunate, but that was a previous uh, group. And once the two glasses flattened into one, there was Elliot. And I've got to tell you, there's so much upside. Now this is, I just trashed myself for J&J to the point where I'm wearing a hair suit, okay? Burlap, I'm gonna get burlap. I usually garden this speak on i burlap on. But this is a really terrific deal because These are this is a company, a beer company in desperate need, I think, for direction on whether to spend the money on Victoria, premiumization of beer, whether they should put their money on Pacifico, the beer that the 27- to 34-year-olds want. Do you double down on Modelo? Do you try to get into convenience stores more with Corona Extra? Or do you go for the tap now that, that Bud Light has had such so a what hard time?
0: What do you make, though, of Elliot's involvement here? And They and recognize that the cash flow here is
3: outstanding and it's been frittered away. You know, this but has Bill, also
0: Bill's, come he, up occasionally as a, as a potential, a given, again, one class of stock, would they ever sell it? Now, that I, goes back to our larger discussion about
3: mergers and how difficult okay. certain things can be. I don't think that this, any— This, by the
0: way, was a huge beneficiary of any they trust got the Modelo
3: and, and They got the Modelo a, franchise right. and the Corona franchise As when the bud deal was the done.
0: the forced upon Anheuser-Busch, But right. I
3: think when you look at the merger guidelines, the opportunity of Constellation Brands merging with anyone other than my Mescal group is <laughs> inconceivable. <laughs> I could put a deal together for it. I, I got some friends. You know? I know. You've got big friends. I got big friends. I'll write big checks for you. I listen to the people he talks to. He talks to the who's who. I talk to, you know, schleppekers. He talks to the what's what. I talk to the who's who. Okay, there you go. Next okay. thing
2: you know, you'll be riding your motorcycle in Lake Como year-round, Jim. We won't miss you.
3: Well, I ride my motorcycle in Silicon Valley and be Jensen Wong, too. <laughs> Smarter than ever. Constellation, very good opportunity to own. I screwed up on j and I did not screw up on Constellation.
2: Uh, Jim, in terms of broader market, yesterday we did get uh, yet another increase. Uh, Credit Suisse goes to 4,700 yeah. year-end. Goldman cut their recession odds this week. Wasn't that uh, Atlanta something? Fed's looking at 2.4 on Q2 GDP. What is in the way? The,
3: the only thing in the way would be some sort of shock. I hate to use that black swan stuff. That's like all these really smart people that, that don't make you any money. I, I, I find them to be invaluable for nothing. Uh, but I do think that uh, that if inflation were to go the other way, I think that you would see a lot of these companies reverse. Uh, I, I don't see any of the majors. I don't see a service now uh, doing badly and in, in soon. I think that Salesforce is having a great quarter. Uh, could Amazon disappoint us? Not this quarter, because it will say next quarter. Alphabet's put together a pretty cogent uh, group of of, of cat GPT assets. The, the, it's a, it's a, it's a nice time, David. It's just a nice time. It's nice. It's nice to be nice to the nice. I mean, look at look at uh, look at Elevance today. Do you know that we had a scare in the managed care companies. Uh, we ha- it was all led by when when United Health said they might have a higher med- medical loss ratio, then Humana put out a report saying they could too. This was that moment when right. when pickleball and it's so absurd, but I mean, the, the pickleball is spiking the. No, but the move in these. Now, I mean, Elephant, United Health, Elevation, as you point out, right? United, United Health did not another have another uh, 2.5%, and, and today Elevance. And today Elevance said it's not a problem. So this is a group that's come back from the dead. So I find these group, don't forget the industrials are doing incredibly well, and they're going to benefit from all the infrastructure money. Look at Caterpillar, which Bears was saying in two hundred six was was ba- about to really you know have one of its nine lives shorn, and here it is up at two hundred sixty one, yep. and they're sold out for everything involving infrastructure. Uh, Everything's I ninety five in Philadelphia yep. as far as I'm concerned.
2: We haven't mentioned Cisco uh, at J.P. up to Morgan. They go to sixty two. Nice. Jim, it's had trouble getting above fifty two. Well,
3: people feel that they have not benefited as much, uh, and that the Mellanox acquisition that that uh, Nvidia put together kind of boxed them out. But uh, I think that Chuck Robbins is telling a good story. There's a lot of business to go around when it comes to what.
0: Jim, the the lead story in the journal, tech stocks are rising manically, spilling into meme stocks. The cryptoverse is enjoying a resurgence. The market looks a lot like it did in 2021, right before stocks entered a deep slump. That's the journal's lead story this morning.
3: Well, aren't they just a little ray of sunshine? (laughs) Yeah. You know, look, if your job is to keep people out and not allow them to make money, the journal's been very consistent. And I think consistency is a remarkable hobgoblin. Yeah,
2: it was a different stage of the rate cycle and the inflation cycle, that's for sure. Look, we see
3: a big flare of inflation. These stocks all all turned their direction when we realized that inflation had peaked. That's all it is. They were going down, and and most of these companies pivoted toward making money, the tech companies, where they cared about was, was great growth. And it's been a remarkable transformation. I mean, I, look, I want to, I want to poke a hole in it. Every day I come in, I thought that Goldman might be a, a great place to poke a hole. It didn't allow you. I thought the Gorman. I did not think that Gorman and his Swanson would come out and say, "Look, things are really bottom." But he did. I mean, you're getting good commentary from seasoned business people. I, I don't. I, I, I struggle, David. I want to be as negative as the journal. Isn't
2: isn't a lot going to depend tonight uh, on Tesla, whether it's AI, Cybertruck, deliveries, margins, and what? Musk says about macro, he has not been a constructive macro voice. No,
3: he's not. And I agree with you. He's, he's a wild card. Uh, but, you know, he's in sell mode when it comes to this cyber truck. And he's very bullish. What are you going to do, say he doesn't know what he's doing? I mean, look, I I backed Ford. And what happens the same day that I backed Ford, Ford cuts price. big cut price. I mean, you know. Make it so that it's a. Can I have a three egg scramble in my face when I I get in J and J and I put four three eggs? But make a Western omelet. How about a Western?
0: Hey, they can never take Nvidia away from you. Never. And you'll always have that one, <laughs>
2: you, David. No, no argument there. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you,
3: Dave. I'm feeling better. You're welcome. It's been a Indeed. tough day. I lost Marley. You know, uh, trying to do this I, got, we all done.
2: Your your tweet broke my heart. But last but, night. but
3: David, David just made me feel very good. <laughs> You did. I always it's so have often Nvidia. that happens. Nvidia, of course, who passed away a couple years ago, but was really a, just a fantastic dog. A mutt, by the way, from the Tennessee Kill Center. It's tough I'm stuff. I'm not in that breeder nonsense. What the heck is that about?
2: Uh, still to come this morning, uh, as David said, the FTC chair, Lena Khan on her new merger guidelines. Uh, the agency, the DOJ, what they released this morning. Activision's Bobby Kodak on everything from the Microsoft deal to these quarterly results, as uh, 91 cents does beat by three. Uh, bonds have given uh, the bulls a little more fodder today. As we said, yields have been lower in the wake of uh, some housing data. That was relatively cool. Of course, we've got a lot more data coming up tomorrow. Back in a minute. Watch the uh, theater chains today. J.P. Morgan does cut Cinemark to neutral. They were at 21. They go to 18. Uh, They do point out limited visibility given the pace of the strike and the lack of negotiations. The Times today makes the point that the two sides, as you may know, are quite far apart. Uh, Cinemark down 4%. Dow's up 150, though. We're back in a minute. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Yeah,
3: one of the reasons like going over what David said to me, which is true, what would, what could destroy or bring down this market? I'm, I'm sitting here reading yesterday J.B. Hunt's conference call, and it's not a good. It's not good. The numbers aren't good. It's disappointing. Uh, Shelley Simpson, who's the excellent president, comes on and says, we are in a freight recession. So I figure, okay, well, there goes J.B. Hunt, right? Well, there goes J.B. Hunt. It's a five. So the difficulty I have is that if you throw everything that you would normally short a stock on, Carvana, J.B. Hunt. Buyers come in. This was not a good J.B. Hunt call. They missed the numbers. They're a huge freight company. So, David, my problem here is, is that even when they're bad, people want to buy. And so, Carl, it's a green shoots market, as my old friend Larry Kudlow would always say. And it is just, if you were negative on the market, it is very discouraging because the ones that should go down don't
2: uh, yeah, imagine if we didn't get the, some of the new shares. <laughs> what, is, what does J.B.
3: Hunt have to say to take their stock down? I mean, there wasn't anything on the call other than Intermodal that was positive. I, it was really a disaster. It doesn't matter. Stocks up five. Yeah. But three firms upgraded. it. Loved it. Okay, so tonight? So, tonight I've got Carvana, which is a classic case of so bad it's good, right? And I think, er, you know, Ernie doesn't, he's going to tell a very, very good story. And you know, cries. Um, Monopoly. You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> Barbie. The Barbie, Barbie movie. Baby. Got Barbie coming. Now remember, they only make money, they make very little off the actual movie. They make money, of course, off the ancillary. But you know, Christ told me in, tw- in 20, I don't know, about eight, eight years ago that when he took over, he would eventually get in the movie making business because that's what he's in. And bingo. Barbie. Yeah, Barbie. 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 What a show. <sighs> I got to one tenth of what I wanted to get to.
1: I
0: know. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk
1: on the Street. its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such to view the full squawk on the street disclaimer please visit cnbc.com forward slash squawk on the street disclaimer
0: from a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive